Hi everyone, Sandman here. Eddie was the sponsor of yesterday's video, and he gave me a donation for today's video as well. Yesterday, Eddie wanted me to talk about why women that were a 5 on the attractiveness scale would typically date men that were 7s. And today he wants me to explain why chubby or out of shape women get more attention in society than men that are good looking and have six figure incomes. Essentially, he wants me to explain the basics of hypergamy and what's wrong with society with regards to why this is happening. Well, what I've realized is that things have always been like this with regards to human nature. Men have been men and women have been women. You also mentioned that you were talking about hypergamy with your friends, Etty. What did you have to say and what did they have to say? I would love to hear what the average man at a bar or coffee shop has to say on this particular subject. By now, many of us already know the basics of female hypergamy, or women marrying men that are either equal or higher financial status than they are. But hypergamy is running more and more rampant in recent years. We've gone from many women wanting a regular three-bedroom bungalow in the suburbs, to giant McMansions bought on debt that threaten to destroy the very fabric of our society. Hypergamy is expanding thanks to the banking system. And the majority of the voters in our society are females, and the politicians and governments in power have to pander to those female voters. Hypergamy and the global debt bubbles that we are exposed to today are all tied at the hip. Politicians want to hold on to their power, and women put them in that power to begin with. So the political leaders are essentially encouraging hypergamy by encouraging governments to spend more and more money and dole it out in the form of social programs, baby bonuses, and food stamps. The debt-based expansion of our society will come to an end at some point, and then our consumer-based economy will be exposed as an emperor with no clothes. Of course, this will not change human nature, and women will continue to remain hypergamous. But when a financial crash does happen to the system, the situation will reveal to many men what hypergamy is all about. I had a client that I was working with last summer. She told me about the remote community of Sault Ste. Marie up in northern Ontario and what happened when its economy essentially collapsed. My own experiences put me in Cuba and former Yugoslavia as a teenager when they were undergoing periods of economic stress and collapse. But this is the first time I had heard about a financial collapse happening in Canada. In the late 1980s, Algoma Steel laid off a large portion of the male population in that town and all hell broke loose. All of a sudden, women started leaving their unemployed husbands and sleeping with other men that were making money and were still employed. My female client told me that everyone was sleeping with someone else's husband or wife. This was also because the economic equilibrium in that society had been broken. Some men had jobs, and women were leaving their husbands and chasing those particular men. Those men still employed would have women literally throwing themselves at their feet, so they started cheating on their wives. And then, all of a sudden, the men whose wives were cheating on them and leaving them started getting together with the women that were being abandoned by their husbands that still had jobs. Attractive women were getting together with men that still had the jobs, and unemployed men were predominantly getting together with the women that weren't as attractive and had been dumped by their former husbands and boyfriends for women that were effectively more attractive. Families fell apart, and society up there started to disintegrate, and then it rebuilt itself along new economic lines with the good-looking women and still-employed men at the top of the pyramid. My client ended up leaving Sault Ste. Marie and coming to southern Ontario to find work and pursue a better life. She left her husband and kids to do so, 
I'm not judging her because it's in female nature that women act like this. And it's not necessarily the conscious parts of their mind that do this. The reason I bring this story up is to illustrate that women will migrate because of hypergamy and take extreme risks and leave their existing pair bonds and families behind because of the promise of better material wealth. Men, on the other hand, tend to leave women and their families behind because they find women that are more attractive and willing to go out with them. Again, human nature. But today we have government interfering with this natural hypergamy. By subsidizing single mothers, I believe the government is protecting its own tax base. Poor, destitute women will be more prone to throwing their bodies at the feet of men with money and jobs if they have no income and no prospects. So welfare and the dole keeps poor women from going out and breaking up as many marriages and relationships as they would have normally done, or by going out and stealing husbands and selling their bodies as prostitutes. So the government keeps the price of female sexuality high and forces men to work harder than ever to keep the women that they currently have. This is why I believe we are experiencing extreme hypergamy these days. Women want bigger cars and bigger houses, or they're willing to walk away from the men that they're with in order to find guys that will provide for them. Or women are choosing to work as teachers and go after lucrative government jobs because the government is a substitute for a man. A couple of days ago, the media here in Canada was talking about the financial benefits of being a teacher. And they said that the average teacher earns $132 per hour once you work in the salary, pensions, and benefits, and once you factor all of those things in. It takes the equivalent of $2 million in annuities with guaranteed benefits to match the pension that a teacher gets in this country. And the majority of teachers are women. So no wonder my friends that still date are saying that they're running into nothing but teachers on dating sites like Plenty of Fish and OkCupid. How many guys do you know out there that make anywhere close to over $100 per hour? And I'm sure that no female teacher wants to marry a guy and then get divorced only to have to split her pension with him later on. You can see a real hypergamous dilemma here. However, if this was a male teacher, his mother and the other women in his life would call him selfish and greedy if he didn't settle for a woman that was making less money than he was. But if a woman holds out for a wealthy guy, then we call her smart and independent. So two supposed equals in our society, male and female teachers, are told they aren't equal after all, and that a man is basically supposed to risk his retirement while the woman is supposed to protect her money. Money that was most likely created in the form of debt by a government that panders to women. How are we as men supposed to take this type of action seriously? How are we supposed to just grin and bear it and risk everything that we have? I don't think so. As government jobs around the world become increasingly scarce, or as governments such as the ones in Detroit and other municipalities can no longer afford to pay out pensions, men and women with these lucrative pensions will lose them completely or a good portion of them. And if that happens, those women will start to seek out men with less means. Hypergamy will go into reverse, and the age of extreme hypergamy will come to an end. And human nature will ensure that hypergamy once again returns to a lower level of equilibrium. That's about all I have to say on hypergamy today. Yesterday I spoke about doing a photo shoot with the would-be gold digger with the spoon for a nose that has recently hit the wall. Today she agreed to do the photo shoot, and it's a go. So sometime next week, I'm going to be posting some pictures of her. She joked about dressing up as Sailor Moon. I should just go out and find an old, cheap Sailor Moon costume and dress her up and put her in the back alleyways of my hometown. What does everyone think? 
gold-digging Sailor Moon stalking the back alleys up here in Canada. Should be a lot of fun, right? I'll see if she has any interesting costumes in her closet, or dresses or other outfits, and I'll try to dress her up and take photos of her. She also has an obsession with Frida Kahlo, who also had an affair with Trotsky, one of the most famous Marxists in the past hundred years. She might enjoy posing as Frida Kahlo. I'd guess I'll have to wait and see. Again, what does everyone think? Maybe I should also use Photoshop to make her look like Frida Kahlo as well, with a unibrow. I'd like to end today's video talking about a few things that have been on my mind recently. In the last few months, the number of angry MGTOWs out there has been increasing. There are a handful of guys out there trying to shame other MGTOWs. And what they don't understand is that shaming language hurts them more than it helps them, because it shows they're using the same feminist strategies that they're against. In many cases, they're using the same language that they use against feminists and turning it on to other men. People are free to create whatever type of content they want on YouTube. That's the great thing about living in a free country and free society. And what good is a movement called men going their own way if they all have to line up in uniformity like soldiers and only produce video content that tells their story from one particular point of view? And I think that MGTOW is becoming more about personal storytelling and stories instead of fact-based knowledge. The early MGTOWs were brilliant in their use of logic and reason. But I think the next generation of MGTOWs want to get into their hearts and the hearts of other men and tell those types of personal stories. I don't want to sit up on an ivory tower somewhere and stay inaccessible, looking at everyone like they're inferior Philistines. I want to be able to communicate my ideas as an ordinary person, instead of saying that I'm above everyone else. We are all men that have been oppressed by social Marxism through feminism. And I think we can all agree that our lives have been touched by feminists in ways that have harmed both our hearts and our minds. And so what do some of us do? We take our pain and inflict it onto other men. Attacking each other is not going to help us. We might as well hang up our hats like MGTOWforums.com. If you're like Nacho Vidal, the guy that built, ran, and then shut down MGTOW forums, then why build it in the first place? Why construct amazing things and amazing ideas? simply to destroy them later because you're not happy with the direction that other people are taking them. Why let your own ego get in the way? We all have our own style and I know that I've helped dozens of men to see the truth about women around them. As long as that continues, I will keep doing the videos that I do. With that, I'd like to thank everyone for getting this channel over half a million views. Thanks again to Etty for both of your donations. And thank you everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. Enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save